Live on the Mule Sports Network, it's Muhlenberg Boys Basketball. Brought to you by MikeDragoSports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Burks, the new Birdies Inn at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Lancaster Full Service Painting. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Ryan Lineweaver and Chris Ziner. I'm very disappointed I did not get a nickname this time around, so Jerry will need to step it up for the next broadcast. But I am Ryan Lineweaver, usually Mr. West Redding, and I'm here with Chris yes. Ziner. Welcome, Chris. Yes, thank you for having me. We'll be here all season. so uh, We quite literally will be here all season. 12 boys games, 6 girls games, and tonight marks the beginning of both of those uh, seasons, at least for us. Yes. Both of these yes. teams have been off and running. The girls started last night against Palmyra. Mm -hmm. The boys kick off here at home. They were at a tip-off tournament uh, prior yes, they to. Were. They were at Mannheim Township's tip-off tournament. They went one and one they did. in that tournament and led mostly by Kyle Archie, Alex Collado. I mean, Alex Collado had 20 points against Mannheim Township. Archie had 18. And then you look at the following game, they really put up a fight. They clawed back. It was really that third quarter that got away from them in the yeah. second game against Central Dolphin where they trailed 21-13. Uh, to 13. They were down by seven at the end of that, and they got really close. Uh, they just weren't quite there yet. Or sorry, they, it wasn't seven. They were actually trailing by eight. Uh, or nine, I should say. Good Lord. One of these <laughs> days I'll learn how to count. We'll get they there. They were down by nine. There we go and uh, ended up losing by three, but they held Central Dolphin to just five points in the fourth quarter. They really clamped down on defense, but unfortunately the offense wasn't quite there to match, only scoring 11 points, falling just three points short. Mikhail Archie, 16 points in that game. Shamar Killens had 14 for Muhlenberg. Uh, they had to contend with Wayne Fletcher of Central Dolphin, who had 25, but you know a really good opening start especially for somebody like Kyle Archie. Six foot three, mm -hmm. wide receiver in football, plays a little bit of a slasher, uh, small forward here mm -hmm. uh, for the Mules. What more do you expect out of him after those first two openers? Yeah, I mean, he he was playing really well, uh, watching a little bit of the film. He was able to get a couple steals off the game. I think it was like three or four steals. He had a block in that game. So he was playing really well defensively. And on the off, and like I said, on the offensive line, he was he was five for seven from the free throw line. He was able to do it on both ends. He had ten rebounds. I mean, what more can you ask from him to do? And then meanwhile, again, Palmyra coming in one and one as well. They played at the Donegal tip-off tournament, and against Donegal, they ended up beating them by four, 52-48 in the tournament opener. And then they ended up falling in the second game as well. Very uh, similar parallels here. Uh, but they ended up winning by four. Hank Roche lit it up. He had two threes, five field goals from the floor, seven of seven from the line for 23 points. He's one that we have to keep an eye on here this evening. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it sounds like it's going to be a tough game tonight for the Mules, especially coming into it. It's both both like a start regular season game. It's the home opener for the Mules, so hopefully they can come out and show us what they're about. Burgess also with 11 points for Paul Myers. So he's also one to keep an eye on. An interesting point to make. Uh, especially in that game season opener against Donegal, they allowed a whole ton of three-pointers. They allowed 11 threes against Donegal. They only made three of them themselves. So they are not shooting an awful lot from beyond the arc, but they could contend with Muhlenberg saying, all right, you're going to let us shoot from beyond the arc? We'll drop some triples down on you. 
And uh, that could possibly come to fruition here this evening. But a little under five minutes left up on the board as the teams get ready here. We'll take a quick break. And when we return, we'll have the national anthem and a little bit more here. Uh, and in the meantime, if you haven't already, check out the podcast that we recorded last night. It's available on all of your podcatchers or at uh, jerrygelliffmedia.us, I believe. Yes. Is uh, Jerry's, what, or jgmedia.us. Yes, there it is. There we go. I knew I'd figure it out. Yep. Uh, you can listen to it there. In the meantime, or we dove a little bit further into both the girls and boys teams. If you have time, make sure that you listen to it. But in the meantime, enjoy some of our sponsors. We'll grab starting lineups and everything else when we come back. But for now, thank you to our sponsors who you are listening to right about now. Birdie's Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdie's Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. 
That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Coming back from commercial break here. Gave me some time to visit the scorer's table, pick out the starting lineups for both sides, which I took pictures of, of course. (laughs) Uh, For Palmyra, it'll be Lozer, number zero, Burgess, number four, Mayer, number five, Somner, number 13, and Hank Roche, number 24, starting for the Cougars this evening. And for the Mules, who are lined up here getting ready to go, their uh, fan section turning around as they're anticipating uh, the Palmyra starting lineups being announced here. <laughs> uh, but for the Mules, it'll be Jading Kantner, Kyle Archie, Mikey Miller, Shermar Killen, and Alex Collado as your starters here this evening. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good starting lineup. And one of the first times I actually got the lineups out before they announced them. Yeah. <laughs> Usually yeah. I have the rosters here and I'm listening for starters. <laughs> and uh, nope, on top of it here for game number one. Yeah. It, but uh, it looks like you have some uh, keys to victory here for the we Mules. Do. May as well dive into those. No better time. Yeah. Uh, so my first point, I mean, keeping up the intensity on both sides of the ball. They did really well against uh, Mannheim Township with being well on both sides of the ball. That was a 70, 75, I think, 58 win. Uh, th- they were doing it all. They were they had fast breaks. The Mules were at a full-court press in both games. They were Their defense was great. They kept up the intensity, and it com- came over to the offense. I mean, their fast breaks were good. They were putting pressure on the ball, which made those turnovers happen, and that offense was able to thrive off of those turnovers. Um, the second point is, like I said, you got to win the turnover battle. Uh, they had 13 steals against Mannheim Township to Mannheim Township's five. I mean, it didn't help in the Central Dolphin game, but they only had six to Central Dolphin's 16. So it seems like this team really thrives over those turnovers and being able to create that momentum for the team to switch back and forth from offense and defense on the floor. Um, they had 25 tur- turnovers in that game as well for the Central Dolphins, so they kind of have to bring it back on the turnovers, and I think that'll be a huge turn for them. Well, before these starting lineups are announced, they're going right into the national anthem, so we will take a quick break here for the anthem. Now we'll get ready for starting lineups. There 
we go. Usually I'm used to starting lineups before or uh, after the. That's what I was expecting, but they changed it up on us and tonight. Everybody else was too. So yeah, Paul Myra, the aforementioned starters. I don't need to rehash them, but they'll be in their road black jerseys, orange trim, orange numbers, with just the tiniest bit of white around those numbers. Meanwhile, Muhlenberg in their home white jerseys, yellow and blue trim on those. And I hope blue numbers. It looks like blue numbers with white with a yellow outline. I've seen some weird jerseys in our travels here. Oh, yeah. Brandywine oh, yeah. Heights was the absolute worst with maroon on gray or gray on maroon. Wow. When they sweat, you couldn't read any of the numbers. Everything kind of blurred together into one color. Okay. <laughs> That's an interesting uh, colorway there. Uh-huh. Muhlenberg being announced, much to the uh, enjoyment of the home crowd here. I already saw Mr. Archie sitting down there. Colado, the last one out of the starters to be announced. Gives a fist bump to all three referees, both coaches over in Palmyra's bench. Now to his own coaching staff. The mules will go from right to left in front of us. Palmyra, obviously the opposite direction as they huddle up here. A Muhlenberg M emblem right underneath the neck on the jerseys. Kind of unique, too, that the left-hand side is blue around the shoulders there, and the right-hand side is yellow. Yes. As it's uh, kind of one continuous pattern there going up from the shorts up that side, up and around the, uh, the collar, basically, of your, your shoulder. Is getting ready to be underway. Archie taking the tip. He wins it easily. Nice. Knocks it back to Kantner. And we're underway here. It's Kantner between the legs a few times. Looking for Mikey Miller out on the wing. Miller surveys. Ball above his head. Now they'll swing it around. Looking for Miller. Miller was wide open. Right-handed floater no good. That one tipped by Paul Meyer stepping out of bounds. It will stay with Muhlenberg. That one just a tad short from it's Mikey. It was good ball movement, though. They were getting the ball, and they found the open man. Miller looking down low. That one tipped away by Archie, and Archie will knock it into the Palmyra bench. First turnover of the game for the Mules. Palmyra will inbound. Almost full court pressure here. That'll be a steal. That one's stolen away. Leading the charge was Collado. He throws it up. Kantner unable to finish. And they go to the line. And then Killen able to get the rebound. Tosses it back up, but is fouled en route. So he will go to the line shooting two. A foul. Oh. Called on number zero. You can find it. Loser. <laughs> First one is up and will rim out. No good. Both teams looking for their first points up on the board. Just the second offensive possession here by virtue of turnover. Second one rattles home. Killing one or two at the line. And just like that, we're underway. 
Again, full court pressure here. Palmyra forced to have two in the backcourt as Collado coming out and doing a fine job there. They'll look down baseline. Low baseline to Lozer. Lozer looking for help. Looking for help. Picked up his dribble. Now throws it into the Muhlenberg crowd. That defensive pressure, man, they just, they're able to bring that double team off from the, the wing, and it's just, it keeps them in the corner. There's a little bit of panic there from Lozer. And again, this is kind of an executive decision. His name is spelled L-O-S-E-R. As driving in, getting two is Archie, and it's 3-0 Mules. Archie able to bring that space across. He's able to come to the left and make a great layup. Looking to drive. Stopped at the top of the key. Good defense there by Kantner. Lozer. Again, as I was saying, with how his last name is spelled, I'm opting for the, uh, if you're from the Lebanon County area, you'll be familiar with Lozer's music. Yes. So I am trending that direction. And he goes to the line again. So two points up and in here by Roche. No surprise there. Yeah. Well, speaking of it, Killen's back at the line again already. It's the second time to the line tonight. Yeah, Killen hacked in route. Once again, head coach Matt Flowers pulling the four remaining starters off of the line for the first one. That one in and out by Killen. Mm -hmm. Looks like Palmyra will make a change here as Willard will enter for the Cougars. I mean, Killen's a good... Three uh, free throw shooter. He shot 66% last year. Uh, he was six for nine for his minutes that he had. Second one also no good for Killen. That is what you would call small sample size. Yes, it is. Indeed, it is. <laughs> You're talking to someone who did a uh, thesis statement on, uh, I'll count the three and the foul as. The closeout from Killen ends up hitting the shooting arm of Mayer, who swishes the three from the right corner. It's going to go for the four-point play. Four-point play on the board here. I mean, the defense is playing a little bit aggressive tonight, though, still. That one no good. Palmyra grabs the board. They'll go into the corner again. That time Willard closed out on. Right-handed attempt by Mayer is off the mark. Back come the Mules. Collado looking for some help. Throws it out to Mikey Miller. Miller a three. That one off back iron, no good. The ball movement was there. He was open. Burgess with the board. Palmyra just trying to cycle it around the top there. Collado and uh, Killen really doing a good job here at the top. Really denying anything above the key. Palmyra still looking. Hank Roche has killing on him. He has to cough it up into the corner. Now driving all the way around. That one tipped Ooh. by Killen. Count it with the block. Back the other way. Archie. They're going to say it was tipped over to Colado nice. in the lane for two. He just drives straight to the lane, and there's a lane right there. It's clear, and he just goes right to the basket. 
Mules tie up this game five apiece with 4.48 left to play here in the first. We'll take a quick timeout as well as Matt Flowers will bring the starters back in to discuss the next play. So quick break here. We'll be right back right here on the Mule Sports Network. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Right back at it here at Muhlenberg. They'll say that one was deflected by a Mules player with his foot. Paul Myra will inbound it once again underneath their own basket. Once again, full court pressure shown here by the Mules. They're able to get it into Willard and works it across back to Mayer. Mules playing that zone defense. They have two up top, three down low. Going 2-3 zone, and Killen is extraordinarily aggressive at the top of that 2-3 zone as well. Mm -hmm. He is really working on denying anything above the three-point line even. Yeah. Usually you'll see teams sag back with that 2-3. They'll let you pass it around if you want, you know, if you're far away from the basket. But Muhlenberg closing out high. Yeah. Is Miller. They're playing a little bit more man. They're sticking to their man. Miller contending with Roche. Roche into the corner. That one nearly thrown away. Weber struggles to hang on to it. Now back to Roche. Hank working down low. Has to pull it back out once again. Now he has it. Three-pointer launched. That one off to the left side. Burgess the board. Burgess right back up with it. Too strong. Archie a rebound. Back come the Mules. Miller working in traffic. Stops. Pops. That one also too strong. Goes off back iron. And we're going to have a foul called on Killen. A loose ball foul. Looking for that Offensive rebound. He'll be called for the personal. He had space on that jumper. It's just didn't have enough. If anything, he had a little bit too much on it because it goes right off the back rim. And, I mean, what, you, what can you do? You try and float it up there inside, and that's what you get. Well, that is why I said it was too strong. Yeah. <laughs> Under four to play here in the first. 5-5. Five, five. Both teams with two buckets apiece from the field. Roche steps in, hits a cutting Weber, who's unable to finish with the left hand. Mules throw it ahead. They drop it back as Collado saves it from going out of bounds, but throws it right to a Cougar. Neither coach has to be impressed with how their team is starting off here. Palmyra really struggling against this suffocating pressure, and we're going to have a defensive foul called on the Mules as Collado will be called. Killen with two fouls. Collado with one. Just two fouls for the other side as Lozer with two. Mayor in the backcourt will contend with LeClaire fresh into the game. Also in for the Mules, number 25, Jeffrey Collado. That one up and in as Willer gets two. Mm -hmm. Claire across to Miller. Now to Archie, left corner. Gets a pick. 
Drives in, big steps into the lane. And gets, gets the it. friendly bounce. Kyle Archie putting in the hard work. Drives into the paint, gets two, and he'll have a chance at a three-point play. That's, and he, it's a perfect play. Someone comes right under, he passes to Archie. Archie takes his big step around him, and it's just a great pick play. Archie, that one also rimming in and out. Muhlenberg struggling at the line in the early goings. One of their first five. The 244 left to play here in the first. Little jab step here by Burgess. Burgess flings it out beyond the arc after driving baseline. Now they'll swing it back to Burgess. Burgess going right baseline. Big hop step in there, and I believe we're going to be called for a block. That's unfortunate. Jeffrey Collado will be called for the personal. Saying that he wasn't quite set yet. So both Alex and Jeffrey in the contest. Mm -hmm. Look around Weber up top. Burgess now. Back to Willard. And again, he's standing on the right side of that M and Mikey Miller now called for a hand check. So, got to tell you, already five fouls here for Muhlenberg. Not a great start. And, you know, head coach Matt Flowers trying to figure out what exactly they're doing wrong. You don't want to pull off of that high press because it's really working here in the early goings. But, unfortunately, it's now led to the bonus here for the Cougars as Willard rattles home the first. Yeah, that defense is its causing Palmyra to panic on the corners. I mean, they're not being able to pass clearly. You've seen a lot of overhead passes a little bit too high. I mean, the pressure's getting there. It's just they got to find that perfect balance. Martinez checks in as Willard hits both at the stripe. 9-7 in favor of the Cougars. Miller driving with his left. Has to stop, kick it back out. Swinging around the arc from left to right. Now Archie in the right corner. Under two to play here. Neal's down by just two. Nice job cutting off baseline there by Somner. But again, no shot clock here. The Mules can poke and prod and take their time trying to find a, an open look. And Palmyra called for the foul. So they're really calling a lot of these hand check type of fouls as Somner is whistled for the personal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're both trying to be a little bit more physical. They're both trying to make sure that you're not getting inside the paint without someone being on you, and I, that's what's going to happen when a body gets in the way. Matt Marte checking in. His first minutes. Miller. His drive cut off. We're going to have a travel called on LeClaire. So Drew called for too many steps. It'll turn the ball over to the Cougars. They'll have 95 seconds between now and the end of the first quarter to put some more points up on the board, try to hit double figures here. That zone defense is another high pass. They are going back to zone. This time, diving onto the floor is Miller. He's able to knock it over to LeClaire. LeClaire finally corrals it. 
to Marte into the corner. Jules Martinez back to LeClaire. LeClaire a three off the mark. That one takes a big bounce after the rebound. The Cougars with possession now under a minute to play in the first quarter. Once again, picking up their dribble. Good job by LeClaire. Now Martinez. Good pass inside. They drop it down to Somner on the left block, and he puts it up and in. A now four-point advantage. Miller, once again, struggling. Nothing there. In fact, that one's blocked by Weber. As Miller, Weber was just standing there with his arms straight up. Now Weber down on the left block. He turns around, puts it up with the left, and gets the roll. So Weber rewarded at both ends. Just able to sneak in right over. Right over the rim. 13 to 7. Not the start that Muhlenberg was looking for here. Driving in LeClaire. LeClaire is swatted away again. Hank Roche using that length. The ball movement's there. It's just getting that those shots to go. That's pretty much the only problem. I shouldn't say only right now. Turnovers are a little bit happening here, but they just got to get zoned in a little bit more, and I think we'll start... Once they get relaxed a little bit, they look a little sporadic on the offensive end, just passing that ball out. Archie back into the game, as is Collado, as is Killen. Trying to get something here with their first-team offense, and they do as Collado stops, pops, and that sweet left-handed stroke gets two. Cuts that deficit to just four before the second quarter. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. 13-9, Palmyra leading. And I believe that'll be Palmyra possession when we return here on the Mule Sports Network. My mom has taken up going to the park to practice yoga. My dad's going to a club, but not a book club, a salsa club. Finding new hobbies comes with age. My mom has started getting lost and not knowing where she's going. Becoming lost or disoriented doesn't. Confusion with time or place may be a sign of Alzheimer's. An early diagnosis can help improve the quality of life for your loved one. Learn the warning signs of Alzheimer's at 10signs.org. Brought to you by the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Now back to the game on the Mule Sports Network. Back here in lo- lovely Laureldale, Pennsylvania. Almost bought a house here once upon a time. Once upon a time? Really? I did. It was between here and West Reading, and we chose West Reading. I mean, you are Mr. West Reading. I so am Mr. Sense. West Reading now. Palmyra is struggling to get the ball in, and they will dribble it off the end line. Once again, that... Pressure from the Mules forcing a turnover. So Palmyra thinking, hey, we got a four-point lead. We can add to it right off the tip here in the second period. Absolutely not. So it will be Muhlenberg possession here as Collado will have it to the right of the basket underneath. Archie on the low block, as is Julian Zabala into the game for the first time. They'll be rolling with Kantner and Jules Martinez. They throw it up to Archie on the low block. Archie 
Goes up, grabs it, goes right back up with it and gets two. Not yeah. too bad there by Kyle Archie. Exactly what they tell you to do, and he has six. Oh, yeah. They threw it right up to him. He goes up and grabs it, and then he just puts it up right after. Cuts the lead in half. It's 13 to 11. Now, Muhlenberg really upping the ante, doubling out of the first quarter. And, man, once again, that was Hank Roche just kind of turning around and finding gold. Lead back up to four. Little stutter step here, driving, kicking to Archie, and we're going to have an offensive foul called on Jaden Kantner. Wow. Kantner, that'll be his first, team's first of the second quarter. Went to go jump for the layup, and he's just standing there for the charge. It's a, it's a good play. The Mules like driving. The Mules like kicking. Yeah. So when you get a team that likes to drive the basketball like that, Listen, all your defenders need to have their heads on a swivel, ready to take charges. Oh, yeah. Ready to, you know, use that aggressive uh, offensive behavior, yeah. if I can say it that way. Uh, use it against them uh, oh, to yeah. the best of their ability. The pressure that Muhlenberg's putting on them, they're going to have to crack at some point because they're putting a lot of pressure on them. Well, and this time it cracks on defense again as Palmyra throws the ball away off the inbounds. Muhlenberg, another chance, a little pump fake there by Collado. Alex, another two. That one just inside the arc. He has six. So Archie and Collado both with six, killing one of four at the line for his one. That's how you get to count to 13. Driving in, throwing it into the left corner. Now it finds its way back to Roche. Into the corner again. Burgess driving amongst the trees. Wow. Forces one up. No good. Archie the board. Back Great come defense. the mules. Palmyra certainly watched their game film as they wow. were back, but spinning and getting two was Kantner. Put his defender right into the spin cycle. Yeah, he did. And we have a tie game at 15. 6.30 left here in the second. Pass off from the corner, comes right in, spin move right over his defender. Palmyra looking, they pick up their dribble as Mare struggling there. Gets it to Sominer all the way out to Roche, and Roche hits the three. Hank Roche, back-to-back -back possessions here. Almost back-to-back. -back. Two out of the last three possessions. Let's put it that way. He now has seven. Collado, far side of the court, driving in with his left into the lane, looking to get up with his right. Has the ball tipped away. Another ball tipped away after it lands into the hands of Zabala, and Zabala is fouled. It'll be on the floor. And... He's going to say that it's two at the line. I didn't think he was shooting that basketball, but apparently he'll go to the line shooting two. So Julian Zabala, come on down. You're the next contestant at the charity stripe. It did look like he was going to shoot, but it was kind of like that middle awkward phase where it's like he could have decided which one to do. Well, it doesn't matter all that much. He misses the first. Yeah. Muhlenberg. Just one out of six starting at the stripe. Zabala. Temp number two looking to close the gap to two. Second one is true. Make it two of seven at the stripe. 18-16, under six to play here in the first half. Mayer contending with Kantner. He's got to get across midcourt, finally does. And a double dribble called on Mayor. Two 
Hearing a little bit from the crowd, you can't do that. They are correct, you cannot do that. I see that the uh, student section does have a ringleader. <laughs> <laughs> As he goes, the student section goes. Driving in amongst the trees. Wow. Nice little scoop layup there with the left by Kantner. And Muhlenberg retying this game at 18 with 5.31 left to play. We got a 30-second timeout here by Paul Myra. We'll stay right here. Okay. I mean, that pressure, though, it's starting, starting to become a factor, especially now they're applying even more pressure than they were in the first. They've upped the ante, so listen, you could have went two different directions. Matt Flowers could have said, all right, they're calling us for hand checks. They're calling us for being a little too aggressive, uh, as my uh, old middle school coach would have called it, Helter Skelter. Uh, <laughs> you know, I guess he was a fan of the Beatles. But, uh, you know, listen, you can either back off and say, all right, they're going to call us for this type of stuff, or you can double down. And Matt Flowers has decided to double down oh, because yeah. – now not just a full-court pressure, but they are starting to double and trap at certain points as well. Yes, and that's we saw that happen. They became two turnovers in their own zone. I mean, they came out, and they were able to capitalize off that pressure from the double teams. This one kind of teetering back and forth. Palmyra has been in the lead for, I think, virtually the entire game. We've had a couple of ties here. Mm -hmm. But Palmyra got things started. And they haven't looked back. That one, risky pass to the top of the key. Nearly snared away. They'll throw it out. Right corner three. That one off back iron. Archie going up for it. He's going to be smacked around there. And the foul is on Willard. It's his first. Palmyra's starting to realize that that double team's coming, so they're just looking for that open man. And it's been, what was it, 24? Making those two threes, you said? It's starting to become, once they finally get in the groove of it, They'll be okay. LeClaire checks in for Martinez. Kantner back to receive. It'll be Archie receiving the inbound from Zabala. Mules over to Archie. Archie needs every bit of his six foot three frame to snare that one. And unfortunately, the bounce pass down to the low baseline goes out of bounds. Kantner looking for LeClaire. Mm -hmm. LeClaire just unable to range it in. Under five left here in the second quarter. 18 apiece. They go back to that zone. Keep two high, three down. One's in the middle. Archie needs to be careful. He occasionally needs to step out of that key. And we're going to have a jump ball here as Palmyra losing the handle. A couple of players hit the deck in search of it. Okay. And they end up tying up Willard. So it will be Muhlenberg basketball. Yes, it will. Mules won the tip off. Won by that man, Kyle Archie, who will take a seat on the bench with six points mm -hmm. as Jeffrey Collado will check back in. Kantner was able to just get his hand there on the ball, and the ball comes loose. Palmyra just dives on it, and everyone's just in that pile. Got to have a kickball called on the Cougars. Mikey Miller back in. Let me tell you, don't stick Mikey Miller and Jules Martinez out on the court too often together because you will confuse the two with their hairstyles uh, basically being similar. Yes. Virtually the same exact one. They're looking down low. Nice give and go there with Kantner and Collado. Kantner still down in the low block, has three defenders around him, coughs it up to Jeffrey Collado, who's unable to finish. 
They were getting in. They were getting down and dirty there. They, they had three people in the paint trying to get that rebound. And a good job here as they will kick it out. Left corner three, that one off the mark. And we talked about this team not shooting many threes. They only had three in that win against Donegal. Two here this evening as Miller misses everything. Swatted on his second attempt as who else but Hank Roche. Yeah. Dude's all over the place. Really? Offense, defense. He's got some length that oh, yeah. the Mules have been struggling to contend with. Yes. Mikey's open on the baseline, coming in from the corner. Just couldn't get it to wrap around. Again, 23 points for Roche in that season opening win against Donegal. He needed all of his 23 points as they squeaked out a four-point victory. Yes, they did. Right corner three is true. As Alex Collado, his first three, actually the first three for any mule here this evening. Mm -hmm. And they take their first lead of the game at 21-28. Or sorry, let's try that again. 21-18. Got to work out some of these opening you. night jitters. You and me both there. <laughs> Palmyra. Trying to drive in. There's just nowhere to go. It has to be a travel, and absolutely it yeah. is. As, man, there were some frequent flyer miles that uh, Burgess picked up as uh, he took about five steps trying to get into the lane. Oh, yeah. He was halfway to Cancun. Yes, he was. Three minutes now remaining in the first half. Miller, nice find there. We're going to have a block called on Palmyra. They're going to say he was moving before. And once again, I need to double-check Jeffrey Collado <laughs> bowled into him. So it'll be Alex Collado at the line shooting to Collado his first attempts of the evening. Can do extend that three-point lead. This is, misses the first. Collado shooting 84% from the line the, uh, this year. Or I should say last year. Uh, his first two games, 26 minutes, 13 points. So, I mean, he's he averages 13 this year. So. It's early. Yeah, it's early. First two games. That one will rattle in. They've made a habit of hitting the second half of uh, these two-shot fouls. Yeah, they are. Palmyra works it across. Roche eyeing up Kantner. Swing it into that corner. They do have a man working baseline against his zone defense. Quick hitting three there by Burgess is off to the right. Miller in amongst virtually all five Cougars that time. Ends up backing it out. Pass over to Collado. That one's in and out. LeClaire ends up with it in his mitts. And he hands off to Kantner and they will restart the offense. Muhlenberg picking up the pace here. Out to LeClaire, left corner three. That one too strong. The ball movement's there. Oh, they, and the open shots are there as well, just unable to finish. Mm -hmm. That will come in time. Yes, it will. Roche driving in and another travel. Absolutely. They're trying to uh, 
have some argument here with the official as he picked it up. He took one step, and then he changed his pivot foot, which is a no-no. Yes. You can't change your pivot foot. You mm -hmm. put that one foot down, you got to pivot on it. And instead, he put one foot down, and then he switched his pivot foot. Yes, and that's something that you learn at, you know, that's something I learned at seven, eight years old. Yeah. You just can't do that. Mm -hmm. you got to pick a pivot foot and stick with it. It'll give Muhlenberg the ball back here with a minute 34 left here in the second half. Miller driving with his left, puts up a right-handed floater. That one hits the backboard. No good. Just over the rim. Skied over the rim. As Roche looking to go to town on Miller, ends up chucking it out. They're overloaded on that left side. Get it back to Roche. That one too short. Back come the Mules. Three on three. They'll kick it out to Miller. Miller driving, swinging it out to Archie. Archie, a left corner three. That went off just to the left. Palmyra could opt to hold for one. Nothing I've seen with their offense here this evening would suggest that they would even remotely consider that, but they have the opportunity. Miller, Miller getting in, gets it on Roche, gets it ahead. Left-handed layoff. Kennedy, one. What a play by Mikey Miller, putting his body on the line, diving for the ball to get that. Just passes it right out. He's a baby. That's what they're shouting here from the home crowd is Julian Zabala, his first bucket. A chance to make it a three-point play here at the line. He's one of two. Three points this evening. Look at first fourth. Well, we're starting to see the cracks of that pressure, high pressure, full court pressure defense. On as that possession was going to keep going forward, the free throw was missed by Zabala. Uh, talking about what Palmyra would have as an options, and the answer is really not many. If they try to hold for one, they really need to keep moving on offense. They can't sit as a nice drive baseline there by Burgess is able to get it to Hank Roche. And Roche is up to nine. This time, Palmyra ready for the pass as Collado has it swiped away. A foul called here as Hank Roche. Another hand check. The foulee. And yeah, once again, another foul here on Collado. Jeffrey, his second. Both teams with uh, four timeouts, four fouls for Palmyra, two for Muhlenberg. So some fouls left to give here in the late goings. Towards the end, it starts picking up even more. We thought it was already fast-paced, and they just started like, nope, that's not enough. we got to keep going. This is what a lot of people would call the feeling-out period between these two teams, especially that first quarter. Mm -hmm. Especially two teams that don't really know each other very well as Roche misses the three. Archie grabs the board, chucks it up, misses. And that will do it, but Muhlenberg... Much better second quarter for them. They find a little bit more offense, and in doing so, they reverse the tide, have a four-point lead going into the locker room 24-20 to after two quarters of play. We will take a break and be right back to recap that first half. More to come here on the Mule Sports Network.
For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the in thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out. Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Back here. 24 to 20, Muhlenberg trailed by four after the first quarter. And then outscored Palmyra by eight. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> If it happens, it happens. We had, I'm just kidding. Uh, we had Ian Kelsey from the Exeter broadcast. Uh, his son Alex plays for Exeter. He said, texted me and said, hey, Alex is at your game. And I said, great. Tell him to come on up if he wants on the broadcast. I'll just kick Chris off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it happens, it happens. I mean, got to have one mic out available, huh? Uh, but let me tell you, Muhlenberg really clamped down. They found some offense there, especially in the second quarter as Colado had five, Cantner had four, uh, Zabala had three, Archie had two in that quarter, and they really just were able to spread the wealth around really well and, and really be able to hone in on what they wanted to do on defense. Again, that first quarter, they were very aggressive. They played a lot of full-court pressure. Then the second quarter, after a couple of fouls in the first, they ended up in the bonus. You're like, all right, did they continue it? They sure, they oh, sure yeah, did. They did, and they opted to double down once again. Double teams, traps, uh, they were really, really forcing the issue here against the Cougars. They struggled against that extended defense, as only putting up seven points in the second quarter. They are led by Hank Roche, who else? Again, he had 23 points in that first game. He has four field goals here this evening. But more importantly, something that he was able to do against, Palma, against uh, Donegal that he hasn't been able to do here tonight, that is get to the free throw line. He was 7-7. Seven for uh, you know about a third of his points against Donegal, and he has not seen the charity stripe. In fact, they've only gone there three times. There, where they are two or three. Technically, they've gone twice. Let's put it that way. An and one situation by Mayer on that made three, looking for a four-point play, and then Willard two of two at the stripe. So Muhlenberg has done a fantastic job on defense, keeping their hands out of the cookie jar, proverbially at least when they start to enter the paint. Look, you play tough defense, you put your arms up, you try to stop them that way. If he scores, he scores. 
but you're not going to give him free points, especially not someone as prolific as he has been at the beginning of the year from the charity stripes. Yeah, that defense is definitely showing up and putting on that pressure. Uh, I said before, like, watching the film from the tip-off tournament, that defense was there to play. Like, they would switch up the intensity here and there, and they were trying to get steals. They were wanted the ball in their hands, and they and that offense feeds off of that turnover. They're able to get into the fast break. They're able to put the ball in someone's hands, and then they're able to move that ball around to find that open man. And I and that's been working in the second quarter a lot more than it did in the first. But I think they're going to build off that here. Twenty-four to twenty. Your score going into the second half. Once again, the Mules outscoring the Cougars by eight in the second quarter, 15-7. to seven. Retaking the lead. If you're trailing for a good portion of that first quarter, even into the second. Palmyra will have the ball to start. A little stack formation here at half court and one person all the way in the backcourt. Actually, it'll be the front court for Palmyra as they swap sides. Palmyra will... Send Mayer into the backcourt. As he gets the second half start, as does Lozer. Lozer had two early fouls in this one and was immediately removed. As driving in, getting two is Burgess, his first points. The defense was trying to close out on it. He just couldn't get to him. He got under the baseline, and he was able to put that up and in. Burgess... Had a role in that season opener. He had 11 points, 4-4 at the stripe. Kyle Archie using that leverage along the low baseline, gets down onto the right block and angles his body underneath the basket and gets it to go. He just was able, like you said, he was able to get under that and he got baseline. They keep getting baseline here. They get the corner and the baseline's able to just progress. Archie now with a bucket in all three quarters. We're going to have an offensive foul here on Lozer. Lozer can't seem to get out of his own way here this evening. And he will immediately come out. Well, welcome to the game, and you played all of 56 seconds here in the third quarter. (laughs) You can take your seat. Willard will check back in. Admittedly, even without the fouls, Willard has been the better player as Muhlenberg doing a heck of a job off of the inbounds, get all the way down the court before it's swatted away by Rocha again. That dude is a one-man wrecking crew. He's got two or three blocks. He has nine points, a whole bunch of boards, good court vision, using that length, nearly coming away with a steal again as Miller driving in, puts up the floater, gets his first bucket now for two. Mikey was able to get right past him, and he was able to just get those feet planted and jump up and put it right over the rim. It hasn't been for lack of trying for Mikey Miller. He's tried that floater a couple of times, just unsuccessful. Finally gets it to go. Killen will be called for another personal here. That'll be his third. Once again, getting called for that hand check, and a lot of that's just by virtue of playing that aggressive defense. He's playing the 2-3 and he's playing at the top of it and he is being aggressive above the three-point arc. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. They saw they were shooting and they just, that's not what they want. They want you to get inside and be able to go against their bigger their bigger on. forwards. Right now they have it overloaded on the left-hand side, but thankfully it won't come to that as Willard ends up losing the handle. It goes out of bounds. Muhlenberg basketball. 28-22 here. Muhlenberg, an early 4-2 advantage in the third. 
Extending that lead up to six. Their largest of the game. Miller once again driving baseline. Tries to bounce pass it to Archie. And they're going to get lucky here as Somner came away with it, but he stepped on the line. He must have had a toenail or something on there because yeah. <laughs> it wasn't by much. The official on the far side called it. Once again, Roche nearly coming up with a steal. Miller able to snare that one. Gillenberg can just restart the half-court offense here. And a whole lot of waving and trying to get it down on the low block to Alex Collado, and it's swatted away. Good defense by Burgess. And they were trying to work Killen out of that high post, and he was just not listening. Mm -mm. He was like, I'm sitting there. That's where I'm sitting, and I want to get in there. <laughs> this is where I was told to, to play. There, so. Three off the mark. That one tipped up into the air, taken away by the Cougars. That one tipped away once again. Back and forth we go. Killen comes away with this one. Drives in. Unable to finish. Unfinished business for Shermar Killen. And we're going to have a loose ball foul here, I believe, on the Cougars as nobody's moving. No, no, it will be on Kyle Archie. Wow. So Archie, that'll be his first. Both teams are really trying to just get that ball. And we'll have a zone. Palmyra 30-second timeout, so we'll stay here. Right. It's really hard to get a commercial in on a 30-second timeout oh, if yeah. you don't take it immediately. So mm -hmm. 5-10 remaining here, almost halfway through, and the, slow, the scoring has screeched to a halt. Six combined points through the first five minutes. But again, Muhlenberg with... A six-point advantage here, 5-10 left in the third. Mm -hmm. This is where we really get to see Rick Perez come and, and do his thing. And you see Matt Flowers talking to the team during these breaks, and Rick Perez still out on the court talking to Mikey Miller. And that's the difference that you're going to have this year. You not only have Matt Flowers, who has done an excellent job here, now in his third season, as head coach, we talked to him during the podcast last night, and let me tell you, you want to be impressed by uh, somebody talking and preaching culture. That is your guy. Mm -hmm. As uh, Matt and even his, uh, his brother has a foul called here, I believe, on Burgess as Miller takes the charge. Mm -hmm. Burgess, that'll be his first. But uh, Rob Flowers, his brother, was... Head coach at Reading High for six years. Head coach at Daniel Boone for a few more. Rumor mill is a churning that he might want to get back into coaching again. At least high school coaching. Let's put it that way. He has been at Albright under their new head coach. Miller, top of the key. Out to Archie. Archie. Flash the double team. They try to knock it down into the low post. It goes off of Killen, but I'll say it went off of a Cougar as well. It would be Somner who got a fingertip on it. They're trying to get that inside pass so they can start getting in the post a little bit more with their forwards. They get it into Archie, and, well, I've seen that play before. Archie going up and getting it. Archie using those springs, getting two. And a lead, it's largest of the game here for the Mules, now standing at eight. Palmyra finally able to break the press here. 
As it looks like the Mules may have changed it up a little bit into a 3-2 zone, trying to take away some of the outside shooting, especially those corners they were, were having trouble trying to close out on. And I think some of it may have to do with Cantner in the game, Miller in the game. You get a little bit shorter for sure. Trying to take care of that wing play. And Kyle Archie, what a fantastic job by him. Read that pass, knocked it away, goes and chases it, knocked to the floor. And Burgess called for his second personal of the quarter. Wow. That'll be the team's third foul here of the quarter. Two for the Mules. And let me tell you, <laughs> my first time calling a game here. It's really confusing having the Mule logo above where it says guest on the scoreboard. Because <laughs> on more than one occasion, I have accidentally uh, confused that for being the home team. Yeah. Kyle Archie down on the block. That one too strong. Goes up, grabs his own board, but I believe he's going to be called for the loose ball foul. Archie, that'll be his second foul. Team's third. Only Killen in real foul trouble. He has three. Still out on the court. I would imagine, though, he racks up one more. He'll be sitting for the better part of the third and into the fourth. Mm -hmm. Making the block is Killen. He's like, what did you say about me? Swats that one and creates a crater in the earth. <laughs> Palmyra retains possession here with 316. Left in the third. Into the corner. Nice closeout. They'll look down low. Once again, left-handed attempt. That one, no good by Roche. Roche has struggled here to find anything going on. That one went through the hands of Collado. Ends up with Leclerc. Put-back attempt wow. by Killen. He gets two. Man, I'm going to start talking trash on Killen more often. Talk about him. Not trash, but, you know, he's the only one in foul trouble. He's got three fouls, and he might sit if he gets another one. And, well, I think that he took that personally because he has two buckets here. He's got a SWAT. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's picked it up here. He's heard you from the, he's heard you from the stands. He has, and the lead now up to 32-22. An 11-4 run. Actually, even more than that, it's closer to 14-4 as Muhlenberg came away with it, turned it over, and a blocking foul called on Leclerc. His feet were moving. Tried to make it turnover on turnover on turnover. But instead, ends up called for the personal. Again, that's just his first, team's fourth. Miller in for Archie to give him a spell. Miller standing at 6'1", sophomore. Archie, 6'3", senior on this squad. Archie... The tallest member next to Matt Marte, both of them six foot three. They have a whole slew of six two kids as well. Yeah. No real height. You're not talking like Exeter with Anthony Cachese standing, what, six five, six six. Yeah. You're not getting that out of this Muhlenberg team. You're not going to be able to bang down low, but they'll be able to close you down outside, and that's what they're doing here this evening. So they have really turned it on. Yeah, they have. Just one singular bucket here for Palmyra in the third quarter. A three put up. That one no good as well. Leclerc skies for the rebound. Fast break here. Collado left 
Lost the handle, gets it back, left-handed, put back is no good. Ball still pinballing around. LeClaire unable to corral it. Now back comes Palmyra. On the break is Mayer. Mayer, far corner. Burgess has to cough it up. Burgess had a wide open three. He ended up giving it up to Weber, who ends up having it knocked away. It'll stay with the Cougars. 121 remaining here in the third. Man, this Muhlenberg defense clamping down yeah, over are. the first eight minutes, 40 seconds of the third. One single solitary bucket by Burgess, and that is all she wrote for Palmyra. It's not that Roche hasn't had his chances either. He's just not finding the same touch. You have Alex Collado on him. This time Roche short with the right. Up to LeClaire. LeClaire pulls it out. Alex Collado driving right baseline. Finds a little bit of wiggle room. Gets two. Alex Collado, he's got a dozen. His first bucket of the third in the lead. Al at its largest again. I'm going to eventually stop saying it. Now sits at a dozen. That one going off LeClaire's foot as Roche trying the bounce pass. Onto that left elbow. Collado able to get baseline. He's able to do that big bunny hop to get That's inside. Cookie cutter. If you look at what uh, Kyle Archie did a few possessions ago, virtually mm -hmm. the same thing. Driving yeah. right baseline, angling his body because he is underneath the basket. You have to... Tilt your body at almost a 45-degree angle trying to get it out from underneath the basket and just enough space. Yes. 30 seconds here for Palmyra. I'd say hold for one, but certainly looks like Muhlenberg will back off just a smidge. But just enough to uh, start that clock. On Palmyra, another three too strong. Goes off back iron. They'll swing it out again. Eight seconds left to play here in the third. Little jab step by Mayer. Mayer looking for help. Has LeClaire draped on him. Double team. Three-pointer put by Burgess. That one misses. Darn near everything. And a two-point quarter for Palmyra. Has swung this in the opposite direction. Just ten points for Muhlenberg. Not a great offensive output here in the third. But when you hold a team to two points... You're doing the right things. We'll take a quick break. 34-22 entering the fourth quarter. More to come here on the Mule Sports Network. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies' Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. This is the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallup Media. See Mr. Archie here in front of us. His son having himself a really nice game here. He's hit double figures again. Third straight game to open the season for him. Yeah. 
averaging 17, so he's got a little work to do here through the first two games. Driving in, Alex Collado stopping and popping in the lane, gets two with that sweet left hand. Nice finish there by Collado. Lead sits at 14. And these two teams, again, a feeling out period in that first quarter. Nobody quite knew what to expect. You're playing a team, yeah, sure, you get, you know, film and everything on them, but you're not playing Paul Myra more than once a year. Mm -hmm. As driving in and getting two was Mayer. He's up to five. Wow. Alex Collado chucking it up with the left again. He now has 16. Leads back to 14. They're doubling up a little bit slower than they were earlier. Zabala called for the personal. That'll be his first. I mean, both teams are putting it out on the floor. Now they're really pushing in that pin. They're really moving the ball, trying mm -hmm. to get that open man and just trying to make every shot they possibly can here. Now the other thing that I really like about how the Muhlenberg bench is kind of situated as well. Obviously, you got Coach Matt Flowers standing, barking out, giving his marching orders, right? Uh, but you also have the, the assistant coaches kind of intermingled a little bit. You got... Kyle Archie sitting right next to Rick Perez, who's chirping in his ear the entire time. And there's really no better place to sit on the bench mm -hmm. than behind Rick Perez, former state coach of the year, led Reading High to just a one-loss year last year, state title. His, their second state title under his uh, tenure. They lost a whole bunch of players. They're still going to be really good this year. Oh, yeah. It's just a factory that he set up there while he was with the Red Knights. They lost a whole bunch of, of players, but uh, they lost Miles Gray. They lost uh, Ruben Rodriguez, your all-state player. Mm. Lose Aris Rodriguez. You, you lost a lot of talent over, especially the last two years. And he ended up coming over here. His son involved in the basketball program. He lives in Muhlenberg Township. He's besties with uh, Matt Flowers, Rob yes, Flowers. They all grew up together. They went to Muhlenberg. Ended up opting to leave what he had there in Reading and come here to be an assistant coach and help coach his son and, and really coach with his best friend, mm -hmm. which, you know, we talked to Matt Flowers about his relationship with Rick Perez. It's kind of hard not to, you know, because, of course, you have to have that concern that you have a coach who in any other program may outshine the head coach mm -hmm. in this instance, but because of the working relationship that those two have – and the, you know, full brotherhood that they have together, uh, I think that you'll really see some special things here out of the Mules this year. Yes, sir. Muhlenberg, a little bit more energy coming out of this timeout. You saw him kind of sit back a little bit. Nice move there, and chucking it up and off the glass was Burgess. Hit above the square and never came down, it felt like. Working in the lane, that ball kicked. It'll have to stay here. Mules will take it underneath. Alex Collado working his way under to the left side of the basket. Collado a three. Wow. Woo! Alex Collado, his second three, and 
Boy, if you thought his first half was was hot, he now has 19. Ten in the first, nine here in the second half. Wow. He's doing all right for himself. Seven in the fourth quarter alone in the first four minutes. In the first game this season, he had 20. So, I mean, he's just keeping the pace up, man. Look, we talked about it on the podcast, looking at who is going to step up this year because you lost your top five scorers from last year as Willer dips in and gets two for six now. You lost your top five scorers. How the heck do you make that up? And so far, the answer has been Kyle Archie and Alex Collado. I mean, again, trying to get two more, I believe, was a mixture of LeClaire and Miller. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell who ended up shooting that. They were uh, almost like time cop in the same space at the same time. <laughs> if you watch time cop, you would understand that reference. You'd also know that it's impossible. I won't go into the graphic details. Alex Collado, heat check three. Bangs it home. 22 for Collado. That was just straight up stepping up. That was a heat check if I ever saw one. He was a couple steps behind the three-point line and drills it all the same. Man, and working hard and getting his first bucket of the second half is Roche. He now breaks double figures with 11. And a stoppage in play here as leave a traveling violation. Cougars will make some changes, as will the Mules. Back Jeffrey in. Collado come in. Yep, Jeffrey Collado, Killen also back in. Mm-hmm. A relatively young squad with some of these players. Kantner's a junior, Mikey Miller's a sophomore, Killen's a junior. Jeffrey Collado, a sophomore. So far, it's Archie and Alex Collado, two of the seniors on this squad. Doing the most damage. <laughs> Man, at some point, I'm actually going to feel bad for this, this poor kid as Lozer fresh into the game after picking up a quick foul early in the third. He got pulled immediately. Yep. Gets put back in the game here in the fourth and picks up a foul. <laughs> so... He's now one away from getting tossed. Yikes. Another three. That one off to the right. Killen put back attempt. No good. Archie comes storming in. It goes off him out of bounds. Stops the clock with 419 left to play. They're really, they're really putting the offense on now. We saw it starting to develop in the third quarter, and now the fourth is just they're getting inside, and they're putting it up, and they're making it. Ten points through about the first six minutes of play here. Right on pace with their second quarter. And shuffling around, going up with the right hand this time was Roche. She's like, all right, I've had enough trying to shoot left-handed layups. Let's make it more difficult and do a circus right-handed layup, and he does. Archie kicking it out to Alex Collado. Big old pump fake. Nobody bites. So we'll pull it out. Restart the offense. Getting a screen from his brother. Little stutter step move. Trying to go off the left board, no good. Rebound by his brother. Jeffrey unable to finish as well. That's okay, it all eats time up off the clock and if you're Muhlenberg, you can sit back and breathe easily when you're on offense. But still need tough defense here on this end, and 
So far, we're seeing exactly that. Kicks it out. Burgess, a corner three. Kantner the board. They'll toss it down low. Alex Collado pushed over the end line. He needs to collect his thoughts for a hot second before he's pulled up by his teammates. Foul on the floor. Just the second here of the fourth quarter. As Mayer called for the personal. Think about a little dribble handoff. Not an awful lot of space there between Archie and Collado. Jeffrey hands off to Archie. Archie bumps into a defender. Literally pinballed off of Somner as Killen tries his hand at a putback attempt. No good. Lead still sits at 14 with under three to play. Three put up. That one's going to rattle in by Somner. Somner now with five. Palmyra with their third three of the game. And that is enough for Matt Flowers to take a timeout. Or actually, it'll be Palmyra taking a timeout, believe it or not. Uh, they see an opportunity here with 2.36 left to play. Down by 11. They're going to take a break, and we will as well. 44-33 when we return right here on these Mules Sports Network. For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. Now back to the game on the Mule Sports Network. 2.36 remaining here in the final stanza. Muhlenberg holding on to an 11-point lead. It was as many as 16. It's dwindled back to 11. One point in time, Muhlenberg trailing in this one as late as the second quarter. Mm-hmm. They were on the comeback trail for a little while and have since been in the driver's seat. Since making that swap there in the second quarter, they held Palmyra to just seven points in the second quarter. Dose in the third quarter. That has really changed the complexion of this game. Going up, getting two more. And letting out a hearty scream is Killen. Killen now with five. Two buckets here in the second. And the defensive end swats that one into the crowd. Dikembe Mutombo would have been so happy to see that one. Oh, yeah. Didn't get the finger wag afterwards, but he may as well have. It was, they're both going up, and he's just, Killen's just up there, and his hand's right in the face. Killen getting it going on the offensive end, now doing the same here on the defensive end as well as Burgess hits a three. The lead's back down to ten. And that one. In and out of the hands of Lozer. Surprisingly, has stayed in the game with his four fouls. Muhlenberg <laughs> <laughs> uh, still with the basketball. Stack formation here. So now they'll cut loose. Killen takes in the inbound. And Lozer 
called for his fifth personal. Have a good night. <laughs> that poor kid started this game, picked up two quick fouls, picked up a third as soon as he got in, picked up a fourth as soon as he got in, and now picked up a fifth as soon as he got in. So he will take a seat. Willard will re-enter for him. He only has one foul to his credit. But Lozer played all of about, I don't know, three, four minutes, five fouls, no points. Rough night for him. Very rough. His first game of the season. Killing. Waiting for Willard to come out and guard him, and Willard immediately, a couple of forearms to his chest, draws the foul. I mean, at this point, they're just hoping to get into the bonus. That was their last foul to give. Next one will send Muhlenberg to the line for one and one. So instead, they're just going to drive in. No foul called on either side. I mean, Palmyra had Somner tipping over like a stiff breeze hit him. No foul, no bucket. Driving in, getting two more is Burgess. Lead down to eight. Now back down the other way. That's a little bit more like it. Alex Collado, another bucket. Collado now with 12 here in the fourth, 14 in the second half, 24 overall. Wow. How do you like that, that math? Jeez. Now a minute to play. Mules holding court by 10. Spalmeyer needs to get a little busier than this. They want to make a dent. Three-pointer. Felt like they were just biding their time to finally get it to Hank Roche, and Roche has come alive here. Seven in the fourth quarter, 16 in the game, and Roche will be called for the personal. That'll be his second, and it will send, I believe, Kyle Archie to the line. Shooting one. So officially into the bonus now are the Mules. Shooting one and one until we hit a couple more fouls on the board. Mm-hmm. And we'll go double bonus. Double bonus. Single bonus right now for the Mules. Archie missed his only attempt from the stripe. Now let's make it his only two attempts from the stripe as he misses the first. Mm-hmm. Actually, it is two at the stripe once we hit the bonus. Mm-hmm. There you go. Swish is the second. Archie, his first points of the fourth. 35 seconds remaining. Hillenberg not getting off of that trap defense. 25 seconds now. Finally hitting a corner three. That one off the mark. No good by Mayer. Trying to grab it in the corner were the Cougars. Nice effort there by Somner, but the ball hits off the end line. Mm-hmm. 19.2. Millenberg looking to finish this one off, get back into the winning way of things as Mikey Miller doing his best quarterback impression, except he chucks it into the Muhlenberg bench. Mikey, my dude, you're a running back, wide receiver, tight end, whatever the heck they stick you on the football field. Quarterback, you are not. It'll give Palmyra the ball back here, 19.2 remaining. Down by eight, another three put up. That one too short, mercifully by Roche. Palmyra still with the ball. Now Muhlenberg on the ground with it. And we're going to have a foul called here on Willard. That'll be his third. Alex Collado, I believe, going to the stripe. Mm -hmm. 
Actually, it'll be the fourth on Willard. Wow. So both of those big guys in foul trouble this evening. Nine fouls combined between wow. the two of them. Jeez. Like I said, Lozer, unfortunately, if he played five minutes, I would be shocked. Mm-hmm. As the first one is up and good by Alex Collado. We mentioned during the last break, too, the reason that I was looking at the clock and I'm like, man, we're flying by the second half. These, Archie and Collado, are the first free throw attempts by either side here in the second half. So that's why everything is just breezed by. The lead is at 10. Collado hits both. Another three by Palmyra. They're not quite giving up yet. That ball goes in and out, and that will do it. Muhlenberg, 51-41, your final score. As they pull away here in the end, pick up their second victory of the young season. They all shake hands and get on out of here, but a 10-point victory here for the Mules this evening. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. We weren't too sure about uh, opening up this game. (laughs) Palmyra led 13-9 after the first quarter, but an eight-point turnaround in the second gave Muhlenberg a four-point lead at the break. And they expanded upon that throughout the entire second half as they finish, like I said, 17 points here in the fourth quarter, 51 overall for them as they finish the deal. Palmyra did much better there in the fourth quarter, held to just two points in the third, but they came along and uh, did good things in the fourth. They were trying to make it close. They put up 19 in the fourth quarter, but it was just not enough as they finished with 41 And, yeah, that's pretty much all she wrote. Let's take a quick commercial break, run a commercial. When we come back, I'll recap this one, talk about what's yet to come. Let's get on out of here, shall we, before 9 o'clock strikes. You're listening to the Mule Sports Network. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies' Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Well, Chris, we asked in the podcast yesterday who the heck is going to score for this Muhlenberg team. And I think that we've been finding out the answers pretty clear and obvious here through the first two games. The answer is Alex Collado and Kyle Archie. Collado, 10 in the first half, 16 in the second half, wow. finishes with a new career high of 26 points to his credit. By the way, his previous career high entering the season was seven. 
wow. when he played against Daniel Boone last year. So he has uh, really, really grown into this role here in the early going. He really has, and you can just see that he's confident in the shot. And like Coach has said yesterday, he has all of these guys. Alex Collado was one of the bigger guys that he said would come up, score, and be one of the guys to make a name, put himself out there on defense. And he made some defensive plays out here today, causing some turnovers, and he was able to cause defenders to come out to him and have somebody else open, and you just hit him when they could be open. So Collado with 26, seven field goals, three three-pointers to lead the way for both sides, really. He had as many three-pointers as Palmyra combined in the second half. It's Palmyra finished with five overall, but yeah, Kyle Archie then, a steady game for him, 11 points. I'm sure that he was really close. And again, talking to Matt Flowers, he's like, Kyle Archie's a guy who can go out there and get 10 and 10 every single game. And I think that we saw pretty much, I, I wasn't counting rebounds from Kyle Archie, but we got to be really close to a double-double. Yeah. But he ends up with 11 points. Shamar Killen, let me tell you, he really came into his own, especially in the second half. Six points for him, a couple of big stops on the defensive end. Really good game for him. He had some early foul trouble. He had two early fouls, but then he was really able to hone it in later on. Jaden Kantner, four points for him. Three points for Julian Zabala, and then two for Mikey Miller. For Palmyra, they were led by Hank Roche. He finished with 16. It didn't seem like he would get there at one point in time. He had nine in the first half. Didn't score at all in that third quarter. Not surprising. They only scored once, uh, but then seven points in the fourth for his 16, and then he had Burgess with seven, Mayer and Somner both with five, Willard with six, and Weber with two. So Palmyra will drop to one and two on the year. I would look to see who they play next, but Penn Live sucks. So I'm not going <laughs> to be able to see exactly who Palmyra plays. Sorry, that's just the, uh, the long and short of it. I guess I can look at Max Preps. Uh, but even Max Preps is uh, a little off the mark here as I'm able, unable to see virtually anything with their schedule. They have their first game as being a non-conference one here this evening. Uh, but it certainly looks like they will uh, get back in action and play Hershey in uh, what is always a rousing matchup between Hershey and Palmyra, two neighboring school districts going head-to-head. You know, if you throw Milton Hershey in there, you could have the perfect trifecta. Mm-hmm. But instead, you got the uh, Spartans of Hershey facing the Cougars of Palmyra. Uh, that'll be on the 12th. So best of luck to Palmyra in their travels. But uh, as for tonight, don't let the door hit you because Muhlenberg, a 10-point victory. Uh, Muhlenberg from here will go to the William Penn tip-off tournament this weekend. Uh, they'll have that on the 8th and 9th against a handful of different opponents down in York. So they will travel down 222 to 30 and then uh, have a handful of uh, opponents this weekend. And then they are also back in action here on the 12th as we will be here covering their game against Hempfield. Uh, it'll be, or sorry, I'm actually not sure if we're covering that game. We are covering the Mifflin game away on the 14th. We are not covering the 12th, I believe. Let me check my calendar. Actually, we are covering the 12th. Never mind. <laughs> this is the correct calendar. We'll be back here on the 12th for Hempfield, the 14th at Governor Mifflin, and then the 16th. So we got three games coming up next week here uh, for the boys that we're very thrilled to bring you. And for the girls, by the way, uh, who played last night, and uh, we'll give you a quick update on that one as well. But uh, Muhlenberg getting off 
on the right foot against Ephrata at a 44-37 win. They'll look to continue that. Marie McCracken with 13 point, or sorry, 13 for Ephrata, but it was Liana Martier for Muhlenberg with 19 points, and that was a name that, uh, quite honestly, I don't remember saying last night, so... Uh, we'll have to do a little bit more research, but that is a Friday game. We will be at Wyomissing, and uh, that'll be roughly a 7.15 on-air time, 7.30 start time against the reigning District 3 champion, Wyomissing Spartans, in what should be a good matchup here between the Mules and uh, Amaya Stewart, the reigning county player of the year. Let me tell you, we saw her last year a handful of times, uh, including in the district championship. I mean, everybody just has her eyes on her at all times. She's likely going D1. She's just a junior this year. She was a sophomore last year. Wow. She is back-to-back, -back, like, all Burke's first team and uh, really doing good things for that Spartan team. Everything revolves around her, and, you know, you're watching the best girls player in Burke's County on Friday night, and we will have that game for you as well. So Friday night game for the girls, three boys games next week. Mm -hmm. We got a busy schedule. Yes, Leading up do. to Christmas, that's for darn sure. Yes, and uh, happy to bring it to you here on the Mule Sports Network. Thank you to everyone for listening in here this evening, the inaugural broadcast. And we are absolutely thrilled to bring not just this broadcast to you, but the next 11 broadcasts for the boys, the next six broadcasts for the girls. we got 17 more dates coming up here on the schedule, uh, not including playoffs, which we do expect here from the boys, the girls, uh, will certainly have their opportunity as well. But uh, thrilled to kick things off, especially in this fashion, a 51-41 victory here tonight for the Mules. Anything else, Chris, before no, we get out of here? I think that's it. I mean, the team looked good. They kept the pressure up, and then they came out with the dub. Not much to say, also, then they did a great job tonight. And let's hopefully we can keep this ball rolling, and hopefully the women can keep that ball rolling as well. Well, good luck to them next, uh, well, I should say this weekend at the uh, William Penn Tip-Off Tournament. Uh, once again, we have the girls playing Y-Missing. Uh, they are at Palmyra here this evening. We don't have a score update from, from them yet, uh, but we will certainly uh, know that answer by Friday, mm -hmm. I would hope. Uh, but we will have the girls at Y-Missing on Friday, 7.15 on the air, give or take. And then uh, we will have three boys games, including Hempfield at Governor Mifflin at their brand-new facility, and then at home against Easton on Saturday. We're looking forward to bringing all of those games to you right here on the Mules Sports Network. So again, thank you to Jerry for once again throwing all of this together. Thank you to Muhlenberg for being such gracious hosts. Honestly, this might be the best spot that we've had yet to call a basketball game because we are up here in a press box. We are basically all by our lonesomes. Uh, we don't have parents yelling at us. We don't have uh, opposing fans yelling at us. We're not setting up in the opposing bleachers or anything else. Really nice setup here for Muhlenberg. So thank you so much. Uh, for bringing us on board and, and having us in your home. Uh, same th could be said for everyone listening here this evening. Thank mm -hmm. you for bringing us into your home. Thank you for allowing us to bring Muhlenberg basketball to you this year. And uh, like I said, 17 more regular season games on the docket. So we have plenty of basketball here for you this winter. Nothing else for me. So, again, thank you so, so much for listening in. We'll be back on Friday. Listen to us then. Take care. Have a good night. Thank you for joining us for Muhlenberg Boys Basketball on the Mule Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, the new Birdies Inn, Exeter's best place for entertainment, and Lancaster Full Service Painting. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. 
good night. 